Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and producer of Kranitsya, The Well, a podcast series about interesting and notable Ukrainians from around the globe. Today is Monday, August 22nd, 2022. This episode is produced for the Ukrainian Weekly, a newspaper that has focused on the global Ukrainian community since 1933. And our guest today is Yuri Kovrejenko, who is a chef and founder of a brand new Ukrainian restaurant in London called Mriya. Welcome, Yuri. How are you? Great. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yuri, I'd, I'd like to get some background about your education and your professional career. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very difficult story, but quite interesting, like uh, for the movie, because my first education is a sculpture, and the second education was uh, University of Foreign Affairs, so I'm a diplomat, and after that, I left everything and goes to the kitchen, so now I'm a chef the last 15 years, and I'm traveling a lot, study a lot for the last 15 years, I'm studying the best culinary schools in Europe as a uh, Ritz Escoffier in Paris, Basque Culinary Center in Saint Sebastian in Spain, and uh, in a uh, few Italian schools. So, what made you leave the diplomatic world to go into the culinary world? I never was the diplomat. When I finished the university, I already already works in the restaurants. So, um, but I, I wasn't chef. I'm working uh, as a general manager. Well, and the barman before, so it, it was good, good salary, and I think it's good for myself uh, not to go to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, because there's your start from uh, a few pennies, like a small boy to take some papers from one room to, to another room and bring some coffee for the main person. So uh, I decided to left in restaurant uh, business and. Uh, working as a manager and after that GM manager. And uh, in one day I decided to change everything because it, it was quite hard for me. I don't love working paper. And I opened this small workshop uh, as a sculpture because as I told before, my first education was a sculpture and it was great. I have a lot of orders, but the financial crisis of uh, 2008 make me the bankrupt. <laughs> and I start to looking myself in this big world and goes to the kitchen uh, as a scullery, as a, like a student or working with the, some vegetables, peeling, cutting, washing, and th- that's all. I, I spent for that one year in France and growing up from uh, uh, the scullery the, the to rotisier, the guy who are working with the meat. Uh, for the main course with the fire. So um, when I returned to Ukraine, it was in France. And when I returned to Ukraine, I understand that all my life will, will be in the kitchen. That's all. So I, it's like I find my passion. So here we are two days from now on Ukrainian Independence Day on August 24th. We will mark six months of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And I imagine before the invasion, the culinary scene or the restaurant scene in Kiev was very different than it is now. So can you talk a little bit about that? What was it like before the invasion? Oh, before the invasion, it was a huge 
growing up and uh, the industry was on the top. A lot of restaurants opening in light. It, it can be like 30 restaurants per month before invasion. And it was absolutely different formats. It can be like from the street food to fine dining. And um, we also plan to reopen our restaurant with my partners in April. And we close our restaurant before the new year and start renovation of the place. And we are not finished it before war. So it was really good. And I, we have the same problems that all world, like Paris, London, uh, Toronto, New York, that you haven't uh, free hands, you don't have the stuff, enough stuff for working. Uh, but now I know a lot of situations when um, the people are looking for the job, but they can't find it because uh, around 60% of the restaurant is closed about the invasion because the product are too high prices and uh, uh, the gas and the oil is overprices. So the logistic is destroyed and um, it's very, really difficult to working in this situation. Uh, so yeah, and, and a lot of my friends and the, the, the restaurants of my friends working for, uh, for the World Central Kitchen to help the victims of war, to help the Ukrainian army so it's not the business anymore. It's more the charity. So, Yuri, how did you end up in London after the Russian invasion of Ukraine in February? Oh, we're coming to London just five days before war. Uh, it was inviting of uh, ambassador of Ukraine because we, we should have a few evenings uh, with dinners and master classes for the local PM uh, and... Uh, Ukrainian students who was in London before and everything was cancelled because of war and we have back tickets for 27th of February to Kiev and now it's like a good souvenir and reminding for us about about that it's finished and we can return to home. So here you are in London and what made you decide to open up a Ukrainian restaurant at this time? It seemed like a very <laughs> unlikely time to do something like that, particularly from what I've read. It seems to be somewhat upscale, if you will. Yeah, it was a very brave and crazy idea. <laughs> because uh, when the invasion starts, we are start working a lot about fundraising events, uh, make some activities to collect the money for Ukrainians, for the refugees, for Ukrainian army. And um, we are made really huge work for the last half year. It's uh, a lot of dinners, lunches, for example, lunch with Richard Corrigan, it's an Irish chef, for 1,000 people in JW Marriott Grosvenor House. And it was the dinner with Jamie Oliver, and dinner with Ten Hands with uh, Jason Atherton and uh, other Michelin stars guys. Now that Alexander Usyk is uh, very help with auction for that dinner, uh, his gifts, his gloves with signs, and his personal training, and also coming for this dinner to support us. So it, it, it's just a few drops in all this work that we made before. But at the same time, we are understand that I'm a chef, but the chef without restaurant, it's like homeless. 
can't be a chef without restaurant. You should feed the people. You should show your uh, skills and other things. So at, at one day, uh, we, we start to think about some place with Ukrainian food because it can be like a, a cultural embassy. Because embassy is more about the politic. And we are talking about uh, food, and food is like a part of culture. So we want to create a place where Ukrainians can meet and discuss something in the Ukrainian food and also bring the British local people or help them. That's how idea is create. And uh, we, at the same moment, find the name, the Maria, because, you know, it's, it's a dream in Ukrainian. And it's dream of all Ukrainian about win, about peace, about return to home, about rebuild the country, and also dream. It's the biggest cargo airplane, yeah, that was created in Antonov in Kiev and was destroyed of the first weeks of war. I, I think that's the best name for Ukrainian restaurant. And then we are find the place, and uh, some people help us about that. Uh, it was two months ago, and for that two months, we uh, rebuild everything, make the renovation, uh, bring a lot of furniture from Ukraine, like a few buses of Ukrainian furniture and um, other things. And now we have the ready restaurant for opening, and I think at the end of this week, we can make it. And do you have investors or partners on the restaurant or is it completely self-funded? No, no, no. Uh, yes, uh, I have a few partners. They're Ukrainians. One girl from Lviv. She also have the restaurant, Alona. She also have the restaurants uh, in Lviv. And Olga, also my partner. She's uh, also co-founder and the person who are give me the power or understanding that we can everything. And yeah, so it's like for that moment, it's three of us. So what kind of dishes are you serving? Is it traditional Ukrainian cooking or is it more of a Ukrainian fusion type cooking? The Maria, it's, uh, first of all, it's Neo Bistro. Uh, do, do you know that, that, that it means neo-bistro? No, please yeah. explain. It's not the restaurant and it's not the bistro because the neo-bistro, it's uh, the type of the place. It was created around 15 years ago and now it's one of the modern uh, and uh, very like fashion style. It's very similar, similar place with um, comfortable atmosphere like a bistro, uh, but the food is like a fine dining style. You don't have the suits and other things, but the quality of the food is fine dining. Yeah, we are create the contemporary Ukrainian cuisine that I bring with myself from Ukraine. It's the last waves that we use in Ukraine, and I want to show that for the British people. I, I'm not changed the borscht, for example, or pampushkas or not change the, some classical recipes because for what? We are, have absolutely great cuisine and we don't need to uh, destroy it. We should save it and make it more rich. For example, the zucchini pancakes, 
it's a very traditional summer dish. And usually it's served with uh, sour cream. But uh, at, at, at that moment, uh, I serve it with chachatella because it's very similar to sour cream, but a little bit less sour. And the same situation, for example, uh, with uh, what samples is um, the on the Krucheniki, it's the meat rolls. We are not change it totally. We serve it with the uh, buckwheat and uh, vegetables and with the uh, porcini mushroom sauce. I change a little bit duck because my mother cooked the duck for the Christmas or other celebration. It's like whole duck baked with apples inside. But I change it. I, I take only the breast. Uh, cooking with a lot of spices and sous vide and uh, separately I serve the apple tart with a little bit cinnamon and sour cherry sauce with the red wine because I try to mix the French techniques with the Ukrainian traditional recipes and another food for example we are made our own homemade fermentation here in restaurant we have uh, at that moment Fermented cabbage, fermented cucumbers, fermented plum, and fermented tomatoes. We are make a lot of cold meat, like a bouginina. It's uh, baked. It's, it's not roasted. It's baked pork neck with a lot of garlic, marinated with uh, mustard. And we served also uh, the wheel tongue with horseradish sauce, the lard, the Korean salo. Sure. So we, we, we are trying to show the real Ukrainian taste with few modern techniques, that's all. Yuri, unfortunately, we're out of time, but I did want to ask you one last question, that you're going to try to employ Ukrainian refugees in London, in your restaurant. Yes, uh, yes our team is totally Ukrainian refugees. It's all the people who are coming at the time of war. And at that moment, we have 20 people uh, who are involved in the, in the working process. A lot of them change their profession. For example, at the bar, we have two bartenders. One of them was uh, the lawyer in the court before war. And the second guy was the huge businessman, a big businessman in Kiev. They have own theater. So, yeah, it, it's, you know, we have a lot of great stories about, about how to change the life of the people about the war. Yuri, it sounds like your restaurant is very much part of a culinary diplomatic effort, if you will. So I think you're going to be using your diplomacy skills that you learned while you were in university. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So I'm, I, I make the circle and return. <laughs> <laughs> Yuri, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank, thank you for inviting. It's a big pleasure. This is Mike Burek, your host and producer of Kranitsa, The Well, a podcast series about interesting and notable Ukrainians from around the globe. This episode has been produced for the Ukrainian Weekly, a newspaper that has been published since 1933 for the global Ukrainian community. And I have been speaking with Yuri Kovrigenko, who is a chef and founder of the Mria Neobistro in London. Until next time, that's all for now.